On the line, I'm delighted to be joined by Balor Otherworld. How are you? I'm good, how are things? It's a pleasure to have you on the show and first time to have you here on Ross FM. I suppose for everybody listening in, you're a storyteller, among many other things. But for everybody, um, tell us about, you know, you've been on this journey of creating beautiful films um, about Irish stories. But before we get into the ones that you have created, tell us where the idea came about and your passion for writing and telling stories. So I've lived my whole life in County Clare and... My family are big into history, so growing up, I was dragged to every every ring fort, every castle, and been told the stories of all of a lot of them. And um, Eddie Lennon, a man from Kerry, famous storyteller, he's uh, living in Clare for the last few decades, so he was he was regularly appearing at the house um, in the nineties. So it kind of, uh, it rubbed off on me, I guess. And I always wanted to tell stories and um, kind of, I think, I think I was looking at doing it as a side job while I was working for kind of doing me, I suppose doing the typical mainstream thing. And then um, during COVID, I had the opportunity to kind of commit to it fully. Amazing. And I think that was what was great about COVID is all these projects could finally be birthed and born into the world and we could focus our energy on different things. I suppose for people listening in, you released a film quite recently called Biddy Early. And for anybody that's listening in that maybe is not aware of Biddy Early or may not have heard the name mentioned before, tell us a little bit about the background to that and her story. Yeah, so, um, so Biddy Early, she was... Um, she was a woman born in 1798 in East Clare. And I've always read, her story's always resonated with me. Her house is still there. Um, well, one of her houses, she had several houses. She was, she was evicted a few times by landlords. And um, the house that's kind of known as hers, uh, if you go to it, it's full of blue bottles. And the reason is she was known as a healer and famously had a blue bottle that um, she would concoct her remedies in uh she had a huge legacy she didn't charge people money she was she was a poor woman and she'd several husbands but um she's remembered by poorer people uh very very fondly while the landlords the um the aristocrats they didn't really like her very much you know she kind of argued against them and even she had a lot of run-ins with the church but she was her her reputation preceded her and people from all across Ireland would have gone to to get cures from her. And some of these would have been um, medicinal and some of them would have been um, to cure kind of curses. Uh, it wouldn't have been just for people, but it would have also been for their animals as well. So um, when I decided to make a film, I'd wanted to cover her story for a long time because I felt like she was... She was someone who was um, she was she was due a bit more attention, and um, I suppose I'd I'd made films before. So during COVID, I had made kind of amateur films. We would drive to a particular part of the country, and we would record, you know, the story of that that area, that, that specific story. But I've been working with a filmmaker um, based out of Limerick, and we decided to. Uh, massively improve the production so we're 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 doing proper kind of cinematic pieces now well this is the thing and again like when i saw the movie 
<coughs> excuse me, bit early, and the trailer indeed, like it's so captivating, but also as well, I think the skill of storytelling, and I really do say it's a skill, because you're able to hold the attention and you're able to bring people through the journey of it. And what I found quite fascinating as well was the different, I suppose, when it comes to the angles as well and the casting side of things. And um, tell us about, I suppose, that process of like finding Biddy Early. So Biddy was uh, Biddy was an interesting one. There was there's not a huge amount of description of her as a as a person. Um, the I I wanted I wanted somebody local, and uh, there was a there was a f- few people I had in mind who would have been very good to represent her. Uh, we ended up with this uh, woman uh, from Clare Castle, uh, Samara O'Callaghan, and she did a fantastic job. She hadn't. She hadn't, I think, a huge amount of acting experience before, but we we really want people to kind of, when they're working on these films with us, bring their own kind of personality into it, what they feel and what connects them to the character or the the person. And, um, you know, it's always going to be a representation or my interpretation of, of the figure. Um, but... Uh, We'll say in Biddy's case, there's several stories of her, like some describe her as having brown hair, like light brown hair, others with um, this vibrant red hair. She was known to be very, very beautiful when she was younger. And there's stories of her being um, having red eyes. And now the red eyes, a lot of people kind of thought, oh, it's a depiction of her being villainous. It was probably because she really did have red eyes. And it was a condition that was fairly common in Ireland during the famine. Wow. She would have lived through. I didn't know that. So people would have had, in terms of, was it the white of their eye that would be red or the... I I think as far as I can tell, the white, and I've heard that there's shades of red could have affected the whole eye. Wow. I haven't done as much research into it as I would like. Um, the name of the diseases that were causing it elude me, but it was kind of a combination, I think, of the like nourishment or lack of nourishment people might be getting and the um, some of the diseases that were rampant during the famine. That's fascinating. I never knew that. And I think as well, I've seen so many comparisons. That's kind of why I wanted you to talk about this morning between, I suppose, here in Roscommon, we have Rathcron um, Visitor Centre. But, you know, the, the I suppose the triumph of that and, and the, the trophy um, story, I suppose, the myth, myth, mythological Celtic um, Queen Maeve. And so much about her um, has been compared to with Biddy Early in terms of personality and that strength and the resilience of an Irish woman. And I think that's quite fascinating. I suppose when it comes to storytelling and bringing those elements together and really putting someone's story across, and we're going to be chatting about another film as well you're working on as well currently. Um, but I know we said that we might give some tips as well for people listening in online. How is What is the perfect way to craft, maybe your five top tips, um, craft a story, or how do you captivate an audience? What would your tips and advice be on that? You know, there's things I'm probably strong... There's probably areas of storytelling I'm stronger in and there's certain areas that I need a lot of improvement. I think some of it, like, charisma is always going to be huge. The the ability, there's an innate ability some people have to just draw people in. Um, 
I, it's very hard to quantify. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a good example of it. If you look at clips of him from the 90s, he's much more nervous. His body language is very tight. He gives good answers to questions when doing interview, but they're not he's not as engaging whereas if you look at him in the last 10 or 15 years he's I suppose body language and charisma is a big thing kind of in communicating your story um you definitely need humor you need humor to 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 I think break the tension a little bit um another thing then is I suppose depending on the story you're writing but characters for me for me the characters are always key so the motivation of a character what what drives them for the thing that breaks my heart a lot of the time watching television or films is um or reading books is just the the characters it's the thing that seems i feel creators are so willing to destroy character because oh we want we want an exciting set piece it's because they're they've written themselves they they have an idea of where the story is or what the beats are and they're in such a rush to get to where they want to be that they will just completely destroy character. Um, like the later seasons of Game of Thrones I think are a very good example of that where they just wanted to rush rush to where they where they had these big action set pieces, these yeah. big budgets, and they completely obliterated characters um to do so in, in the time frame they set themselves. Um, very true. That's that's three, I think. Um, mu- you know, music music is really underrated um, in storytelling. Um, like, I've worked with some composers in the past and music really... Again, I'm going to speak more from the film side of things. The vast majority of pro- projects, whether it's something, a small local Irish film or if it's Netflix or Disney, they will be looking at um, music usually at the very end it's the last or the second last thing the vast majority of um, productions look at and music is really impactful like if you think about Jurassic Park there's clips on YouTube yeah. of um, some of the scenes with and without music I mean if if you think of Star Wars you think of the music Lord of the Rings the music Harry Potter Lord of the Rings of the oh my god <laughs> the soundtrack <laughs> in Lord of the Rings is something else yeah so I mean music music is a whole sense like sound is yeah. a whole sense so it's if you're not looking at your music till the very end it's like it's like ignoring a whole it's a whole sense it's it's crazy to be ignoring it so um, those would be my main recommendations I think did I get five or yeah I? <laughs> I think you did there but there's, there's some amazing takeaways there for everybody and speaking of music um, the recent film and this was for everybody listening in actually Balor asked um, could he use I suppose I Am Your Healer I played it a few moments ago on the show and I was very honoured um, to have been asked and I suppose you're working on a very exciting film as well coming up um, tell us about what you've been working on over the last month so we've been working on St. Bridget which you've been good enough to um, <laughs> be our representation of Bridget as well Ross Cohen um, Redhead St. <laughs> Bridget so uh, yeah yeah, yeah, and you know it. It was funny because we'd actually I'd I'd come across your um, your song, I am your healer for Biddy early, but it was actually we we just decided you know we had it in half in mind that we were going to be doing Saint Bridget soon, and it was it was just perfectly lined up to 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 get you on board for for um, for Saint Bridget, and even I think you said yourself the lyrics. You know, you were, you had Bridget in mind when you were when you were um, 
creating this song. Absolutely. I think it's really, I suppose I use this term divine feminine, but I really think that like when I, when I was writing that song, it was about that. It was about the, those empowering um, women and empowering themselves. And I think absolutely um, it was just, a, but it's been an honour to to have the song um, in the trailer. And for everybody else was listening in, you are planning on screening both films, Biddy Early and Bridget. Um, can you give us any kind of idea of roughly when for anybody listening in and how people could kind of keep up to date with everything and purchase if they want to check out Biddy Early because it's an amazing story as well thank you so much um, we have it on I have it on I have Biddy Early on Patreon um, probably I think the 1st of March I'll have uh, St. Bridget on Patreon as well but I want to do some screening so I think the 22nd of March we have um, we have a screening in the Hope Cafe in Shannon, but I want to do them up and down the country. So every the project is uh, completely self-funded. Um, the goal is just to keep adding stories to this. Um, my long-term goal really is to have a universe of Irish stories. Uh, you know, each each one is its own standalone, but it's part of this wider tapestry of Irish folklore and history. And um, the St. Bridget one I think it's much more ambitious we'll say for Biddy Early we had three people um, you know in total working on it um, for St. Bridget we have six of us It's there was an awful lot more gone into I think the writing the concept um, I'm really really excited we have a second trailer that we're almost ready to release as well um, and um, yeah we'll be doing a much bigger push over March, April and possibly May um, to try and get as many people to, to to find it as possible because I think the biggest challenge is getting it out to the audience. That's certainly what I find. I love making the stories. I love finding people to work with, but actually getting it out there is is a bigger challenge. So um, that's that's still where we're kind of um, where we're working at the minute. Absolutely. I'm very excited anyway to see the finished piece. And for everybody listening in, it's Balor Otherworld as well. They can follow you on, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah, Facebook, TikTok, um, YouTube. So I have the old videos on YouTube and I have the trailers as well for the um, the new the new films. And we're going to, I think, have some new scenes, you know, just to give people a clearer idea of what's in the films. We'll have little clips, maybe, you know, 30 second clips, just so people have a clearer idea of what what to expect. Absolutely. We got a message in there from John listening in Roscommon Town. Hey, guys, really enjoying the show this morning. Can you please ask Balor where and how he decided Balor Otherworld and what the concept is about for the name? Really love it. <laughs> so yeah everyone everyone always asks why am I calling myself Balor so my my real name is Tommy Lanigan and I I chose the name Balor because I was working in Gregan's Castle um it's a small it's a small kind of fancy hotel up in the Burren and when I was in college and they had had a very important guest stay there in the 1920s um J.R.R. Tolkien so the Lord of the Rings books were a huge yeah. influence on me when I was young, and so he stayed two summers in um, working as an external examiner in NUI Galway. So he would stay there and get the boat. They used to have boats running from 
uh, I think Ballyvachan over to Galway City. So he was um, he was there and very close to it. There's a cave called Paulnagolum, which is cave you know the cave of Saint Colum. Um, so it's very very close to where he was staying. So we believe that Gollum's cave comes from the burn and then <laughs> Balor of course was the inspiration for the Balrog and Sauron in Lord of the Rings so I that was a big part of it I wanted a name that was very specific there is a wrestler there is an Irishman who's a professional wrestler in America who has called himself Finn Balor that's the only <laughs> other Balor I wow. found anyway so um yeah we we haven't so talked good. yet about it but <laughs> but the um it, it works for marketing for me. It's a it's a name that I thought people from different parts of the world, it'll be relatively easy to pronounce it and um, it'll be kind of unique. So, And then the other world, because I suppose it's my catch-all term. I think it's in Ireland anyway, the most commonly used term to refer to uh, the supernatural, different planes or different different beliefs in, in the other world. Like. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm super excited to see everything. I'm sure listeners are as well. And thank you so much, um, Balor, for coming on the show this morning. For anybody listening in, if you missed any parts of that live interview, do note here on the website, we podcast everything afterwards, after our shows. You can check out www.rossfm.ie. Tommy Balor, thank you so much for coming on the show and have a beautiful day. And I wish you very best of luck with all the films. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care.